Everyone wants to come called DaikinSlayer.com, and they've got thousands of people asking their products. They sell two products. One is to help people sleep better, and the other is to provide more energy during the day. The Power Team supplements are designed to help you fall asleep faster and deeper by using minerals derived from specific food sources. They also contain a complete range of vitamins and minerals to provide consistent energy levels throughout the day. I Can Sleep Better supplements are natural and safe, non-habit forming, and they're safe to take with other medications. Their products are approved by Health Canada and can be shipped anywhere in the world. If you'd like more information, there's a link in the description. Hello and thank you so much for joining me on this bonus Valentine's Day episode. Many people spend Valentine's Day together with their loved one sharing a romantic meal. There might be chocolate, flowers, or jewelry that is given. But unfortunately, in this Valentine's Day episode, for the victims, the answer was murder. On Valentine's Day of 2001, highly respected OBGYN John discovered his wife Susan dead on the bathroom floor in a pool of her own blood. She was strangled and beaten. At first, authorities thought the murder was tied to an anti-abortion hate group, but as time passed, suspicion of John only grew. Mostly when the prosecutors learned that Susan had threatened to divorce John after she heard him making suggestive phone calls to another woman. The police also found traces of blood and flesh in John's car. They found Susan's jewelry, which John said was stolen, um, hidden in an underwear drawer as though someone had wanted the police to think that a robbery had taken place. A crime scene investigator and blood spatter expert testified that the blood spatters on John's sleeve was consistent with someone who was beating his wife at the time. Prosecutors discovered a possible affair between John and a topless dancer. During the trial, John testified that he was covered in blood due to the CPR he performed on his wife. When the trial was over, it took the jury only two hours to reach a verdict. John was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Nathan and his wife Denise met a student while on a missionary trip to Eastern Europe. When the girl turned 18, the husband and wife sponsored her immigration to the United States. But things took a dark turn after Nathan allegedly fell in love with the student. And according to prosecutors, <clears throat> he killed his wife as a Valentine's Day gift for his lover. On February 14, 2013, around 3.15 p.m., Nathan called 911 to come to his in-laws home where he was living with his wife and three children. He told police that his wife had been a victim of a break-in. She was shot execution style in the head. 
But when looking at his computer, police saw that Nathan had recently Googled how to silence a weapon and how to strike someone to render them unconscious. They also found Nathan had owned three handguns. One of them was missing. And it just happened that the one that was missing was the same caliber as what Denise was shot with. Police also found that he had used his children's college fund to pay his mistress hush money not to tell the police that they were having an affair. On March the 6th, 2013, around 8.15 a.m., Nathan was arrested. In September 2014, it took a jury only 90 minutes to find him guilty of murdering his wife. He was sentenced to an 80-year term. After moving into a new apartment on Valentine's Day, Dawn stabbed her boyfriend twice in the heart while he was laying on the couch in the living room. Dawn argued self-defense, even though there was no evidence to support it. There were multiple witnesses who said that they overheard her threaten to harm her boyfriend during past arguments. After three separate sentencing trials, Dawn was sentenced to at least 18 years in prison. From what I was reading, um, like her lawyers would kind of always find something in the sentencing phase and appeal it to that. So then that's why they had three separate sentencing trials. And at the last one, Dawn said that she was in treatment for mental health issues and she apologized to the family. But it still seems like 18 years is not enough for taking a life. Richard planned to meet his wife Stacy at Belton Bridge Park on Valentine's Day to exchange cards and gifts. It was a sweet little tradition that they had. Those who knew Stacy and Richard described a happy, blended family. Richard was Stacy's fifth husband, and he allowed Stacy, or sorry, and he loved Stacy's three boys and formally adopted them. Uh, and the couple were regular fixtures at the boys' Cub Scouts events, and Stacy was even a den leader. Stacy worked as an administrator to a medical practice and she was known for her meticulous nature. Richard was a hot air balloon enthusiast who loved riding motorcycles, and he was known for his fun-loving nature. But on um, Valentine's Day 2010, around 9 p.m., police received a phone call from Stacy saying that she had found her husband dead by his truck in a parking lot. Richard was shot to death five times, including two gunshot wounds straight to the face. Stacy was not immediately considered a suspect until officials did a little research. One investigator found that there were some pending life insurance claims totaling $560,000. One of the policies was activated on February 1st. Stacy was the sole beneficiary, and not surprisingly, in this these kind of cases, uh, Stacy was also having an affair. After finding some initial information, 
the case soon seemed to hit a dead end until an until an investigator sorry got a call from someone in the IT department at the medical center Stacy worked at. He had been clearing the junk files from employees' email accounts, and he noticed that Stacy's email account had been completely cleaned out for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the weekend of the murder, which was very suspicious. The deleted emails weren't actually de- deleted, but saved in a backup file, and investigators were able to get a warrant for all of her emails. Through emails and phone records, investigators found that Stacy recruited two people to help kill her husband, her former employee and her personal trainer, who apparently was also a hitman. So I don't know how that would come up in a conversation. I'm a personal trainer, but on the side, I'm a hitman. <laughs> so strange. Um, all three were arrested for murder, but the true motivation for the killing still remains uncertain. Stacy has told many different stories to different people. She told one person she thought Richard was molesting her son. Um, she told another person that she worried that if she did get a divorce, Richard would get full custody of the children because he had legally adopted them. The reason they just didn't make sense, whatever um, the reason she gave was. Um, but St. Stacy is spending the rest of her life behind bars after she did plead guilty to murder. And her accomplices also received life sentences. On Valentine's Day, 1971, Jesse was 19 and Patricia was 20. They went to a Valentine's Day dance at a local hospital and then decided to go for a walk in a wooded area near the hospital, but neither returned that night. The police initially ignored the case, assuming the couple had run away or eloped. But 13 days after they went missing, their lifeless bodies were found tied to a tree, still almost lovingly leaning against each other. They were fully clothed but covered with leaves. The couple had both been strangled to death. Evidence showed that their killer or killers would repeatedly tighten and loosen the ropes around their necks as a form of torture and a way to prolong the killing horrible. Because their kidnapping and death happened in different counties, multiple police precincts were involved, but they were often reluctant to share information with each other. No suspects were ever brought in, and no one was ever charged for the horrible crime, and it still remains unsolved. And that is it for this bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed these little stories, and I hope you have a really wonderful Valentine's Day with your loved one. Thank you for listening.